Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Zakutaku. And today is a special day because recently Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway came out on Netflix in almost everywhere, I think, um, and in theaters in Japan. So we're actually blessed with this film earlier than we all thought we were going to get it. So instead of waiting and till well, I don't know when, a year from now, we decided to just go ahead and tackle this head-on since we had recently watched all the UC material up till this point, and it fits right in between Shar's counterattack and F91. So well, with that stuff fresh in our mind, we decided that this would be the best time to do it. And we've brought along a guest, Gundam Tipico, back and not doing wing. Woo! Gundam Tipico in Universal Century, motherfuckers. <laughs> que lo que? What's up, everybody? I'm back. So with the ending of turn A and the joining of universes, we thought that this would be a great time to bring in somebody from another universe. <laughs> and add him to the conversation. So without further ado, let's jump right into Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway. All right, so Tipico, since you're here, I want to bring up uh, something you've been bringing up a lot, the Gundam Hathaway runtime. So this movie is, I would say short, 90 minutes, compared to Shars Counterattack, which is about two hours. Yeah, two hours, yeah. So for me, this movie did feel short, but this is mostly because Right before the end, I looked at my clock, well, my phone, and I saw that or uh, 101 hour and 28 minutes that passed, and I realized, oh, this movie's about to end right as Hathaway got into his uh, Gundam. So I got fairly disappointed by that point, but I still enjoyed the movie. I had no issues, any real issues with the runtime. But difficult. what about you? All right, so I got to kind of apologize for that rant. A lot of you who follow me on social saw that rant that I did about the 90 minutes, which I am upset about, but... In retrospective, I, at the point, did not know that Hathaway was going to be a trilogy. So I've been trying to do the math in my head. Um, I still think they could have did it like just two movies instead of three. The 90 minutes overall wasn't too bad. I guess it was okay. Um, I would have liked it to be a little bit longer, maybe an extra 20 minutes. I would have liked to see uh, a little bit more of the, of the mobile suit battles. Um, but that's kind of how Gundam is. You don't really get too much of the giant robot fights. But um, I was okay. Runtime-wise, it was okay. Could have been a little bit longer, but all right. Maybe the second one would be longer, though. <laughs> um, so we watched Char's Counterattack again right before this. And just to kind of get into the mood of things. Yeah, and... what was my invite? I saw that shit. <laughs> pissed. I'm pissed at all you. You guys have not eating popcorn, having a good time watching Char's Counterattack. I'm by myself in New York, cold. It's cold over here. Yeah, it was actually the first time we had been together since COVID, I think, and just sat down and watched something. So that was pretty fun. But but watching Shars Counterattack again, it just we we were trying to see you know how it flows into the into Hathaway, and it gave us a t a bit to like go back and review what we'd said before and reanalyze it. And the runtime was one of the things that I was paying attention to, and. It just felt like Char's counterattack was either too rushed or uh, just had unnecessary material in it. And I honestly felt that that runtime could have either... I mean, it could have benefited from the Hathaway treatment of maybe a two-movie part thing. Because to me, it just felt like a bunch of stuff that should have been expanded, but it was like super compressed and just everything felt like it was happening way too quickly for, for my liking. And um, the pacing of Hathaway, I... I actually enjoy it. I think it kind of, it, it was a setup film and it did its a great job at setting things up, getting the, the atmosphere, the mood, just, and it's going to be fun to rewatch it and then go into the second movie and then the third after that. But as far as this movie alone, 
I actually enjoyed it pacing wise and all that more than Shars Counterattack. Uh, a lot more than Shars Counterattack. So uh, that's where I stand on that. Um, <clears throat> I didn't feel like the 90 minutes was too short. I didn't think that. See, with this movie, um, especially when comparing it to Shards Counterattack, I, I felt like this one, like you said, Mark, was definitely pacing itself a, a lot better. Um, being that it is a setup movie, I took that a little bit into account right before, I think it was, no, it was like right after watching it because I didn't even know it was a setup movie. I didn't know there was going to be more than just this movie. Um, so taking that into account, and how I ultimately felt while when we finished watching it, I felt like it was all right. Like it was, it felt well paced or decent enough pace. And uh, I just felt like it, it didn't have like a, like because it, it took a lot of time to set things up and to kind of get you in the mood. It's not one of those movies that's just like rushing you into a lot of things, like in the same manner that Char's Counterattack was, or even like a movie like F91. But uh, I, 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 uh, I thought that it felt, felt in line pretty well with the timing. If it was a little bit longer, to be honest, I feel like I would have felt like it was it was like dragging maybe at a certain point. I feel like it ended at the right time because at this point in the movie and with how much happens in the movie in terms of like like the action compared to a lot of the exposition and dialogue and, and all that kind of stuff, um, I feel like there's an appropriate balance, but at the same time, it's not going to be one that's, that's like super up there for like action junkies. Like if you're into like a lot of the heavy action that's in Shard's counterattack, then this movie probably gonna feel a little bit boring for you at least that's how i would have felt but knowing that it is a set of movie definitely made me feel better about like the experience as a whole because i was thinking to myself like um i was thinking to myself was that movie boring or was it or was it you know was it too long was it boring or am i just trying to pander in some way but i didn't feel like it was boring um i felt like there were it was just like a Pretty much just as you said, like it's a setup movie. Uh, so it doesn't have to be like balls to the wall action all the time. So I appreciated it. And ultimately, the 90 minutes was enough for me. I was actually really surprised. I was like, holy shit, that was 90 minutes. It's like I was expecting it to feel a lot shorter, to be honest. So thumbs up on that <laughs> for me, at least. Yeah. And uh, I know it's bad to compare the two, especially since Shars came out in what the 80s, late 80s. And this movie came out in, you know, 2021, uh, 2020, 2021. It was should have been finished in 2020, but I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, talking about that, like, uh, did did they already start working on the second one? Cause oh, just because no it got idea. delayed, so yeah, I actually, just, actually, motherfuckers been up and sleeping for the last <laughs> year. Like, get it rolling, bro. Let, <laughs> that shit, 2020, January 2022, yo, they've been up and sleeping. <laughs> so I actually looked into that a little bit because um, I was a bit curious myself, like, how long am I gonna have to wait? And I guess the director of the film during the Japanese screening, during a Japanese screening, I should say, um had a little commentary bit where he discussed, you know, one of the, one of the things he talked about was the development of the new film. Just like a, a, it was like a one or two lines where he said that because the second film takes place in Australia, they are having, they were having trouble getting permission to go there because of COVID because Australia was and is (laughs) on an extreme lockdown to where they really not letting anybody in. 
things and they were going to do like set like look at the set and, and stuff and try and pick locations for it so he said they're in that phase which isn't very promising for a, a quick release of the second film but we'll see where's going to take place in melbourne because sydney doesn't exist anymore um oh, owen wasn't it owen belly in the <laughs> in the in this movie they they say that it's an owen, owen belly or something australia is that what it is yeah, that might be yeah, right. so. I know Operation British was on Sydney. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, so um that's that's where that is. But like I was uh, like I was saying, Shars felt like you had to have seen Gundam, Zeta, Double Zeta. Well, maybe not double Zeta, but actually mm, kinda maybe. Uh to really like that was part one. And then Shars Counterattack is second part. So it feels like a middle and an end. Whereas this movie had a beginning, a middle, and an end to this arc. And I liked that. So, Is it fair, though, to compare it to Shard's Counterattack? Because, I mean, you've gotten, we've gotten a bunch of other, say, UC films in the meantime as well. Because we got, I mean, if you want to if you want to consider um, a, a Unicorn that, I mean, they were like short films, but there was like, what, six, six of them? And, yeah. And then Thunderbolt. Like, I've seen a couple of people compare instead of comparing short counterattack they compared to the thunderbolt films which are two films which i always forget are actually movies and not like a series um and then you got narrative which i was not a fan of uh yeah like i said it's i i don't think it's like i don't really think it's fair to to judge them against each other but i'm like i i really think that like well i guess what i'm saying is a lot of people like to to talk about shars counterattack and i've heard a lot of praise for it but honestly i mean we're honest on this show so <laughs> I didn't really like it and I didn't really like it because of the pacing and because of all the stuff that was thrown in that I felt was unnecessary. And if they were trying to make a good film, I felt like they could have compressed these things into like taken out bits and pieces that really didn't need to be there and make it a film with a beginning, a middle and an end instead of a middle and an end. And this film, even though it was shorter had a middle a beginning a middle and end i can also say the same thing about something like f91 but i wasn't going to say that because i know f91 was a series originally supposed to be and they had to gut it well shots counter attack 2 was supposed to technically be double zeta gundam and then he got greenlit for the movie for Shards Counterattack. So he decided to do like an intermittent, which was Double Zeta. I think I've heard something along those lines. Uh, it was Shar and Amro going to make an appearance at Double Zeta. But because Shards Counterattack got greenlit, uh, they removed Shar and Amro's uh, appearance. Which is why in Animation Eye, you see Shar uh, screaming and then Judah screaming. Because he was right. technically yeah yeah i remember that cool uh, uh yeah i mean it's bad to compare them i i admit that but i just had to say that because that's like one of the only other actual movies like movie movies that we have to compare it to and we haven't seen narrative yet and unicorns per- like an ova um and all the other things we've seen are ovas so uh I, shars is the only like direct comparison i have well, when it comes to like that making these comparisons, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, when it comes to making these like comparisons and stuff, I don't want to say like, I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure this is how you guys feel too. But feel free to correct me. But for me, at least, I feel like comparing these movies. I'm not trying to do it like, oh, one is better because you know this and that. It's just like the structure of story, no matter what, has to be for the most part done in and executed in a satisfactory way and it's just that a lot of story beats in shards counterattack did not quite follow through with that 
versus like in this like in this movie like mark was saying it has a beginning a middle and an end and in shard's counterattack just feels like a middle to an end and there's just like a lot of context that's just missing like this this movie actually had a lot of the foreground laid out for you yeah like even like it even works it even goes as far as to catch people up i feel that didn't necessarily watch the stuff before it because like they keep like explaining like oh this happened like even um even uh, they keep saying like this happened that happened and they referred to some past events without like trying to make it super heavy-handed but at the same time they they clarify what certain characters are doing like for example uh hathaway uh noah you know hathaway noah is often saying he's correcting people like yeah i didn't do shit you know in the war i just snuck out and <laughs> shot some bitches <laughs> by accident i love that so, so <laughs> you know that's that's why i feel like it does this movie starts like to do something in laying down the foreground the foundation of a good story or what a story should have and it gradually builds upon that and that's what any just movie that you know movies are stories and that's what this does and i feel like it did it in a significant significantly better way than something like shards counterattack and i feel like we only refer to shards counterattack basically because like it's gundam and people listening to this probably are familiar with it more than likely so so <laughs> Yeah, it just makes it easier for us to talk about it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, Shards Counter-Attack definitely needed more of an, a beginning. It should have been a series. It's, it's too short. Yeah. Anyway. And this show, you didn't have to, you don't have to watch Shards Counter-Attack. To, to watch the show right? to watch this movie you you can come into this movie without watching basically any gundam and just enjoy it for what it is but if you if you catch those if you catch the little hints you can go back and like oh i wonder what he's talking about and go back and watch shards counterattack to get yeah. caught up but you don't have to and that's what i like about it like you don't have to do that like oh why is this blue-haired girl in in this vision hmm maybe i'll go back and check up on that but it's not as of right now, it's not really you, pertinent. You don't want to know who she is. You don't want to know who she is. You don't. <laughs> you, you don't want to know. But that also um just I I know this is so the book, Hath the the manga, Hathaway's Flash novel novel is <laughs> is the sequel to Beltachica's Children, which was not adapted faithfully into the Shars Counterattack movie that we got. So I'm wondering if this movie and this movie trilogy is going to be an adaptation of Hathaway's Flash or an adaptation to a, like a a sequel to Shars Counterattack the film which is so i i kind of yeah. looked into that and i don't know how much spoilers we can talk here but um it, there is there is a break in the multiverse for this so there is it's 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 a continuation of shar's counterattack and not a direct adaptation to the book and botachka's children had the events that happened with hathaway in shar's counterattack the movie is different from the events that happened with hathaway in botachka's children yeah and that's what I was wondering. And I also don't know how much the the book version of Shara's Counterattack, Beltachika's Children, how much that would make this film different. Because I know there's like one scene that is really different in the Shara's Counterattack film than in the novelization that pertains to Hathaway. But yes. I have read the synopsis of Hathaway's Flash in its entirety before this, before we even thought of 
this podcast. And I don't know how much the Shars Counterattack film's differences would influence that story of Hathaway. So, know. but I don't know anything about Hathaway's Flash. I just know about the Penelope and the Chief. That was like it. I was like, oh, this is dope. Can't wait to see this one day. And I guess this, it, I guess we can kind of say like what happens in the Shars Counterattack since we've already watched it. And yeah. so in the, in the novelization, Hathaway kills Quest. Yes, I know that. And That's what I meant by the, the breaking the most of her. Yeah. Yeah. And in the film, Chan kills Quest. And as of right now, in Hathaway, we have not heard anything about him talking about the Chan incident. So I don't know if Well no, he does. He does. He says that he kills he 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 shoots down a friendly or something along those lines. No, he, he says, says that, that he does shoot down somebody, which yeah. he does do in the movie. He does manage to shoot down a uh yeah. Aku. He says he kills a reg, which is just like a regular soldier, like nothing special. Is I thought he said that he shot down is that what the reg is? I th- I understood the reg was like because he says it brought it brought a lot of issues for my father. So I thought it was because like, hey, yeah, you almost you got court martial yeah. for friendly. Well, fire. I mean, when a kid gets into basically hijacks a mobile suit to go into a ward, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the father is gonna have issues with that. Especially since he was the captain of the ship that he stole the suit from. Oh fuck! I understood it differently. So damn. Yeah. So we don't know if he killed Chandler. Yeah. Not. But I like that about this movie. Like, you can interpret that the way you did. Like, oh, he's in trouble because of Chan. But there's also the the way we interpreted it, which was that it was because he stole a suit. Because as as of right now, we have no idea whether or not it's uh it's kind of vague. Yeah, I was gonna say was that was wow, like, that's wild. Yeah, I was gonna say that it, didn't he bring up something being swept under the rug essentially because like the war was like it was already so much shit that they were dealing with they didn't want to deal with anything more so they just swept it under the rug now. Um, when I heard that, did I misunderstand that they were trying to be specifically, you know, they were trying to specifically be referring to um, the whole thing with with Chan? Or can I just assume that it's basically the same thing with like, oh, they were referring to when he stole the mobile suit and that caused problems for his dad? That's what I, I took it as. That. I would okay. assume if anybody finds out that Chan can died uh it, they would just assume that it was enemy fire and i don't i don't think Hathaway's yeah. gonna admit to it unless he got yeah. caught unless there's something in the mobile suit's data that shows that he shot down the rigazi well they might have like video recorded but i don't i don't think anybody's gonna look at that if they do no <laughs> i don't want him getting away with this i don't want him the channel was channel was awesome <laughs> Chan was awesome. I I said it. I said it a while ago. I don't want Hathaway getting away with killing Chen. Chen was amazing. She was she was so good to Amaro. Amaro needed that. Needed that. Re- rewatching that movie, she was the best character in it. Yeah, <laughs> I like Nanai. Nanai was cool. Oh yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, Nanai can get it. Walk that back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right Gar, so you want to head us into our like okay, actual yeah, yeah, yeah. first topic right, so we briefly touched on hathaway but uh you know let's, let's go ahead and deep dive this time around going from a stowaway to the head of a terrorist organization uh how, how do we feel about hathaway now like while we were re-watching shards counter-attack because they made the comment of saying i i hate him more now what that motherfucker <laughs> gangster. well no no because in in in, in uh shards counter-attack he was kind of annoying sure. Yeah, he was and annoying. Hathaway. He was a whiny little kid. Yeah. And Hathaway, I, I'm pretty sure uh, both Mark and Jose have some issues con- with uh, how he treats Gigi. But uh, in terms of Hathaway, ah, uh, geez, what, what is there really to say? <laughs> 
I think right as of right now, Hathaway's pretty good as to what he's doing. Just looking at the guy, he, you can't really tell that he's the head of a terrorist organization. He, he just looks so innocent. He does not seem like he'd be ordering a bunch of people to kill multiple other people. Uh, Wes is dead. He don't give a fuck. This is all, this is all okay. the fuck. Pretty much, that seems to be his main motivation for doing all of this, which I, okay. Hey, your first love died. Valid reason to start a terrorist organization and, you know, kill a bunch of people. But, hey, I think he's fine. I, I do not find him annoying. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen. And, you know, the ending. I'm very well aware of what's going to happen to him. <laughs> well, uh, as of right now, it kind of seems like he's taking a, a page out of Shar's book because he's basically saying the world needs to get rid of the people in it because it's dying. Which is well, that was Char his whole goal, right? He's yeah, trying to kill was... off everybody in the Federation and then force everybody to get off the Earth. Yes. And that's, that's like a... I guess that's a... That's better just, than trying to kill everybody with a yeah. Meteor. It's like a it's like the the in between between Amaro and Shar, I guess. Like kill the Federation, but save the people. So uh, that's kind of that's how I, I looked into his goal or looked at his goal. And yeah, I mean, in this movie, he's cool. Uh, I don't have any problems with him uh, right now. I think he's a little, yeah, recessed because of the whole quest thing. But he's also trying to conceal his identity and not get mixed up with anything that could potentially compromise himself. Um, but overall, I mean, he's pretty cool <laughs> so far. Oh, there's a there's a lot of shark comparisons with Hathaway. I, like in in the movie, there's a lot of comparisons. A lot of people make the comparisons to him being like Shar. I was almost surprised. People compare Sh Shar all the time in Gundam, dude. Full Frontal was the same thing. <laughs> he was the second coming of Shar, and now we have Hathaway or or what is it, Marty? Matthew. Matthew. That's Marty. That's <laughs> Matthew is the second coming of Shar again. He's the second coming of the second. How many second comings of Shar are we gonna get here? But okay. Until somebody succeeds. <laughs> but yeah, I meant I meant like that. There's a newspaper saying that Matthew is like the second coming of Shar. I'm kind of surprised there was no like comparisons to Amuro. Like I, I'm surprised Kenneth never said like you know you 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 could be a lot like Amuro if you did this or something like that. You know, uh, typical pointing that, that out. <laughs> this is like Amuro. No. Amaro's shoved under the rug. Uh, but Tipico pointing out the fact that Full Frontal, uh, about Full Frontal, makes me realize that Full Frontal existed. I don't know if this is this Yeah, this takes place after Unicorn. Yeah. It also takes place 20 years before F91 and about 50 years before Victory. So that's a huge yeah. degrad degradation of uh, society between this and victory but with full oh yeah hey they do bring up the whole uh you need a uh permit to live on earth and the whole illegal immigrants from space stuff yeah that was cool wasn't was a part of victory oh yeah that's a cool i mean there's like as a concept that thought was that was cool like oh you need all right yeah united states all over but but, victory's uh, like 50 years out isn't it yeah only 50 years that's not a long time oh no i'm surprised that this whole thing lasted for 50 years Ew, they, they still alive. They still got Jollibee in this <laughs> in this yeah. time. Like that's still around, and then in fifty years the whole world collapses. But we also got like <laughs> cross. We also got crossbone. You got to consider too. Yeah. Oh God. Whatever happened? Wait. There? And F ninety one. But whatever happened? I to feel McDaniels. like uh, F ninety as well. God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gotta go off the rails here guys come on right. yeah, yeah yeah okay so uh what you No, but what'd... to go back to go back to go back to what you guys were saying like oh why isn't he comparing it to amaro i was actually watching shar's counterattack, and shar actually makes a jab at amaro saying this is what you do when you're not just when you're not only just a pilot and i think that's what it is it's like no one mentions amaro because amaro is technically just a pilot even though he was like exactly. a famous pilot of the gundam but he yeah no one really knows like you don't know who the best fighter pilots are in today's age so it's like kind of the same thing no one knows who Amro ray is per se like people in the military might hear of him here and there but like and they also like i can imagine the federation like swept a lot of Amro shit under the rug because Amro was what 16 and the one year war like it was like yeah nah the dude this guy was totally yeah, he was 21. 16 and he did also hijack the gun more or less exactly yeah he picked that shit yeah. up and bounced you know I, I was actually thinking about that and hathaway actually mentioned something to Gigi. he says new types are fake you learned that in school don't you remember like so amuro being a new type they probably swept everything about him under the rug because they don't want people believing that new types exist is it hathaway a new type can we answer that question i thought he was does he not is he not a new type I, in shards counterattack it does not specify if he is or not there's like one moment where he's like quest where he's like reaching out to her and you kind of get he was but i don't know but yeah, how did how yeah, did you is. guys? Mirai is. is a new type. Mirai is a new type. Noah, bright Noah, isn't a new type. Yeah, so he should get some type of new type genes. Is, is that how it works? I don't know. Uh, the wiki, the wiki does put, point him out as being a new type. I mean, and there was a moment in in the in the in the airship where he kind of like yeah. predicts what what Gigi's gonna say. So that's like I was like, all right, cool. But that's the only for me that was the only new type spot that we got which i am totally happy about because narrative went off the rails with the new type shit oh god don't <laughs> so worry say, me man don't worry me jose what do you think of hathaway in general uh he's a little bitch just kidding no he wasn't that bad um what <laughs> no i just didn't i wait, I just, wait until the only we get thing, to gg the only thing that uh was kind of like throwing me off i thought he was okay let me just start from the from the beginning i thought he was cool i thought he was fairly common collected something that i was actually impressed to see that he had grown into considering the the fucking rata that he was just pitter patting here and there with quest and freaking char's counterattack. So I was happy with how he had actually grown up. Um, I like that he has a conviction to do what he has set out to do. Um, he does feel like he doubts himself a little bit or maybe kind of like, I don't know if it's just like how it came off to me, but he is a little bit, you know, he's a little bit on the fence on t for taking action for certain things, I guess. Um, probably mostly just because he found himself like saving and protecting Gigi for a little bit, but he uh, like asks himself like, Oh, what the fuck am I doing? You know, I should just be abandoning her and go do my thing. But, uh, I think that's good for his character because like, it's, it's the beginning of how we're seeing him and to just see him that as some perfect, perfect entity, perfect character that would, you know, obviously not be the greatest thing in terms of giving him an arc. So I, I like that there are certain flaws to him, uh, but there's enough that's just like solid with him that you can appreciate his character. He's not like, an, he's not annoying. He's not, he doesn't make like really stupid decisions or anything. He feels like a, like a pretty decent character at the very least. Decent character at the very least and good character at the very best. Um, 
the uh, the only thing that I really had with him, like that I had beef with him, was just like, dude, this bro is asexual as fuck. Like Gigi's like always teasing him and just dangling the candy in front of him, and this bitch is just <laughs> like, nah. He's just like, nah. I was like, fuck, dude. I don't know if it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and I just fall to the temptations of the flesh. But hey. It is what it is, and I can respect this character for still sticking to his guns. At least he protected her, so he's he's got the chivalrous heart, at least to some extent, so far. So I can appreciate that, and I can show some respect for that. But yeah, no, I just I don't know how this how this Vato was doing it, dude. He was just like refusing it, like I don't know. It's yo dead ass, yo, and she that shit was wild, son. Said people yeah. were just there. Like, cool, eating fucking mahi mahi in his room, just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then that that other dude totally stole some of his food, and he didn't say anything. What the fuck, dude? Like, uh, Hathaway kind of bitched out back there, but whatever. <laughs> Hathaway, he didn't. Nah, he didn't bitch out. He's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you one day, son. I'm gonna fucking oh, kill okay. you. Oh, okay. That's the last fair. thing you take from me, my my boy. I'm taking that shit. That's what he was doing. <laughs> I felt that too. And he's like, oh, this month. Hathaway's killing this dude one day. I don't know if it's part two, That's part fair. three, but Hathaway's putting a bullet in that motherfucker. <laughs> I like it. That's fair. I like it. Did you like Hathaway, Tibico, as a character in this? I'm a fucking gangster, son. The dude just rolled up, was bucking shots in the in the airship, and he was just throwing away like Shorty was throwing it at him, and he was like, "Nah, I'm I'm cool. I, I'm trying to take down the Earth Federation, which I'm all about. Zeon all day." And um, like he did get a little like I, he was annoying me with the with the uh, when they did the attack because he was really like taking care of her but i also understand like yo, if if i abandon her my cover is blown she thinks i'm already mafty and if i just bounce on her like totally like she's gonna like snitch me out so like, i get why he did that but it's also like like just give it to some viejo and be like yo take care of her i'm gonna go see if other people need help or something like come on man she he was doing too much like the shorty with the red hair was like yo what are you, what are you doing like come on you gotta take care of stuff he's dope he's cool he's a cool pilot i like i like his piloting skills he did his he did his thing and um yo the most growth in in gundam is is hathaway i think overall like the dude went from you know a nobody at chamaquito and never pollinating something to becoming the head of a terrorist organization like like char was the son of zeon daikun like he was someone of like of power that if he ever came, when he does come out and shit like you know people know his name and people rally to him hathaway noah even though he's the son of a great commander or captain he's still technically like a nobody like he's not he's not like bright noah isn't this person in charge of the federation he was only the captain of ships so it's like yo hathaway is really like a nobody and everybody's following him that's that shows some crazy that shows some wild shit man oh bef- before we move on from him i also wanted to say that i, I like how honest he is like like I, I like how i'd mentioned earlier um that he doesn't like try to take the clout when it's like n- unearned like when he was when everybody kept saying oh you're you got out there and fought you know in shards rebellion and all this kind of stuff and he's just like nah dude i didn't do shit but just go fuck around and fly you know here and there i got lucky pinballed a bitch here and there but i didn't do anything you know he's he's pretty honest hey. about that but you know he does it for you a purpose too, yeah, yeah yeah that's true hey, so the duality of knows. man he knows he saw everything my man he knows about new times he's straight out fat outline so i was i rewatched a little bit of it today just to kind of watch it over again 
and see if I miss anything. So when he issued the attack on the hotel as a diversion, right? Because people were like, why isn't, why isn't Mafty attacking these guys? Why isn't Mafty attacking these guys? And he's like, you know what? Why isn't Mafty attacking these guys? And then he sets it up to, <laughs> because there's a bunch of um, the officials in the hotel. He's like, why wouldn't Mafty attack them in the hotel? You're right. I'm staying there, but it's got to look like I'm I'm part of it. Like, I'm part of the just escape, not that I'm Mafty. Yeah, so that was a good plan. Well, I'm yeah, I'm, was... I'm really curious. Oh, go ahead, no, Garzo. No, no, my bad. No, I don't remember what I was going to say. I, I lost my trail of thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, I was just going to say, um, you know, there's all these like comparisons to Shar that keep getting thrown around, even like in the, in the story itself. And I'm, I'm curious as to how, you know, how charismatic he is as a leader, because like in this movie, we didn't really see like too much of him in terms of being like a, a stand up idyllic figure. At least I don't think that he right. did anything. He didn't like give any like rousing speeches. He didn't give anybody like super power of friendship moment talks he didn't come off as like a particularly great leader he just kind of was quiet had his plans and just executed them and everybody just seemed to be on the right page with him also so i'm curious to see how if when you know if we ever see it like how how much of a leader is he and how did he come to be that or you know or just like just seeing it like in like in present day would be great but you know plenty of more time (laughs) oh god his name means righteous king of prophets it's just like that's like yeah that's like a pretty epic name yeah mufti navu aaron jaeger no (laughs) (laughs) his name is marty Totally, Marty. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get on to the other side of the coin. So let's start off with Kenneth Slag, er. a new new oh. new, new newly appointed commander within the Federation. It's overconfident, charismatic, and a burning desire to capture Mafty. So, uh, what do you guys feel about Kenneth Slag? <laughs> Dude, that man's a chode for real. Dude, come on! He just—he straight up shoots a shot with Gigi. Like, yo, just sleep with me. He's married. No, he's a horse. The fuck was that? Like, I don't even know what that was, man. Like, oh, we should totally sleep together. What? What? Dude, this he shot it. He's disgusting. Yeah. What the fuck was that? He's like the worst type of dude. I hated him for real. At least he's transparent. I guess. Thirsty as hell too. Every time she hit him up, like, yo, Kenneth, what you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm doing nothing. Mommy was good. Even though fucking Marty was in her room, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> Dude, what's that little whip that he always has with him? The what? He has like this little he- uh, whip thing he with like, oh, like that horse thing, right? Yeah, that horse thing. Like, yeah, that's what it was. I don't know. Well, <laughs> about you? The fuala stick. Yeah. <laughs> BDSM. Um, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's just, he steals the food. He's just like, he's like. <laughs> He's just Damn, like a, he steals the food. Worst character. Well, it's like a dick move. Like he just walks in there, he takes the food, and he takes the takes girl. The girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he's then he's we see Gundam Tipico in there, like in the dance floor, and he's dancing with, and then the <laughs> Kenneth Slegs in there dancing with the chick, I don't and then. I don't do EDM. <laughs> and, uh... 
<laughs> yeah, he's like I don't like him at all. I think his character is is either outdated or just like he's supposed to be a douchebag. But what Hathaway's uh, Flash was also in the eighties, wasn't it? No, nineties. He, he did the fucking. He was it was his idea to do the hostage thing with the with the pilot, and I thought that was fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. he wanted bitch, a, a Lane yeah. to use him as a as a shield if needed. Yeah, bitch what, move. What the fuck was that, man? That shit. That sh- that shit violates the Antarctic Treaty, motherfuckers. <laughs> the times? How many times we forgot to violate the Antarctic Treaty? God damn it! Is that a real doctrine? And real? That's that's a gun. The Antarctic right? Treaty. No, I'm pretty sure the Antarctic Treaty is a real thing. Yeah, is it a real thing? I think so. Sure. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I don't. The I've Geneva Convention is a real thing. That's what that's. What, no, it's in Gundam, I think. Oh. I think at the end or at the beginning of the uh, the One Year War, they kind of have a doctrine that sets everything out. Yeah, but um, everyone goes, the Antarctic Treaty to... of 1961. Oh shit, that shit is real. Yeah, we just blew mad people's minds. I the know Antarctic Treaty and related mind. agreements collectively known as the Antarctic Treaty System regulate international relations with respect to Antarctica, Earth's only <laughs> continent without a native human population. So it's nothing containing opportunity. <laughs> really, um, <laughs> it's some sort of treaty that they set up that they everyone violates to demilitarize Antarctica. It is his own free of nuclear tests and disposal of radioactive waste and to ensure that it is used for peaceful purposes only. They rebranded it. Probably. (laughs) They rebranded that shit. Radioactive waste like Kenneth Slag. Damn, I did not expect you guys to hate this dude so much. You like him? No. (laughs) I just thought he he, was... His uh, his speech was. He didn't do much. That's the best thing I can say. I I did say he's character. Whenever. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much the best thing that can be said about him. He doesn't act like uh like some other tools that we've seen throughout the series. Like uh, that dude that's just make. He's kind of acts the same and making passes at at people and stuff. The dude from I think it was. Oh, the series Later? with Shiro Amada. What was it? Oh, um, he's like, yeah. He's like, Yo, I'm gonna get at your sister to to piss the guy off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, no. Um, either way, let, let's let's stay with the Federation. So, like, wait, wait, future... wait. okay, fine. Are we not? All, all, all of you guys seem to hate him. So, <laughs> I do hate him. He's like Johnny Bravo. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Bravo. <laughs> okay, now you can go on. I made my point. That's that it. That's why you saw me. Yes. <laughs> He's a good interrogator, but then he fucked it up by doing the hostage thing. Good interrogator, yeah, slamming his face on the table. He pulled a Batman shirt. It's, it's a terrorist organization. I mean, you gotta, you, you're gonna do some type of torture. There's no way we're just gonna be like, hey, where, where's your base? I'm not telling you. Nothing we can do. Nah, come on, man. Rough him up. Don't waterboard him. Rough him up. Oh, in fairness, we don't know what he did with that chair. Oh, yeah, he beats him with the chair. Forgot about that. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Hell in a cell. We don't see much of a likely future rival to Hathaway. <laughs> nah, he ain't uh, okay, shit. Let me start over. All right, so likely future rival to Hathaway and the pilot of the Penelope, Lane Aim. He kind of has a rough, like... Uh, Kenneth treats him like a dick. Treats him like a uh, he's nothing like he he gets talked down to by both Kenneth and his own soldiers. He, he has a lot to shoulder, and uh, I I kind of hope he has more growth. There there isn't really much to say about this dude, honestly. He was but, whack to me for someone who was appointed, who is assigned to a Gundam. That dude was whack. Like yeah, he, yeah I, I yeah I didn't get that. Like why why is he assigned? to a Gundam and literally everybody talks down to him. This is yeah. why motherfuckers steal Gundams because the dude, the people they give it to ain't shit. So they, these civilians just take it and outshine these motherfuckers. Dude, this Lane motherfucker's Aim a cab the, driver. He bought the premium pass. Okay, guys. So he got <laughs> he got the, the special weapon and no one else did. But he's a scrub, so he's still, you know, he's not good with it, but he has it. I mean, he's only really fought 
uh, Hathaway at them right now. I know, he didn't even well, fight you know, the he, dude he who invaded the city. Yeah, he launched. <laughs> oh my god, never mind. I take that back. I take back he any did nothing. kind of... Uh, he was whack. He was whack. For, for an overpowered Gundam as the Penelope is, because that thing is a freaking beast, like, it, it is... It does not hold its own. Like, it's pretty bad. And it's all because of the pilot. Yeah, it's because trash. Uh, the only thing he has is a, a 360 degree monitor. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it feels standard issue at this point. Yeah, that's standard issue, bro. I know, but Jose loves it. <laughs> like the he one always war, brings man. it up. Jose always talks about the 360 degree. Well, they didn't have it in some <laughs> of the other want. stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure hey, you guys don't see it that often. No, it's not in Wing. I mean, no, Universal Century. Yeah, no, everything Universal Century after <laughs> Zeta, yeah. But like in the, in AU, I, I don't think it's in X. It's not in Wing. It's not in Seed. Hmm. Lane Aim has a lame name. Like, good one. That was great. <laughs> Same don't encourage since we watched it. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's let's get into what uh, Jose and Mark really want to talk about. We were just we were waiting character. for that bitch of stones to drop, and they never happened. Freaking lane aim is trash, dude. He sucks. He's just kind of slightly honorable, just a little bit, just because he lets that guy go. He did okay. He's just he like, did well, okay. he did he did uh, uh, release the the prisoner. So yeah, uh, exactly. prop, so that props was, for that. Yeah, that was yeah, one thing because yeah. he's a little kid who bought the premium pass, and he, then Hathaway was talking trash to him online, so he submitted. How old is this guy anyway? He looks know. like he's 12. He's like 17, probably. Yeah, they probably yeah. put a, a 16 year old in there trying to activate his new type powers. Yeah. I would not put put that past the Federation right now. <laughs> He did hold his own against Hathaway. Like, he put up a good fight. It's just, it should have been. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, once he gave him the prisoner back, he kind of just curb stomped him. Yeah. So he was just, he was just trying not to hurt his friend. The Chi didn't get that much, didn't get that much damage done to it. So, if at all, really. The, the, yeah. The Kasai. I know he's a beast. All right. They pronounce the Kasai in that. No, it's Kasai. No, he says Kasai later on. No, but when he first, when he first gets it, he. This says Kasai Shi. Then he does say Kasai at one point. I always thought it was Shi on them, honestly. What the fuck is Kasai? It's the Greek. That's how the Greek letter is pronounced. It's Kasai, not Shi. Whatever. I only know uh, Sigma. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> Garcil said Hathaway. What did you say? Kenneth or Hathaway was the Sigma male? Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we can talk about the goods now. Okay, so. Uh, perceptive, playful, and pretty. Uh, Gigi on the Lucia is our main heroine for this series, for this movie. And, uh, listen, I need you guys to tell me, like, why. So, uh, go ahead and take it. Uh, who wants to sim first? Have you seen? This? Okay, before I even watched this, well, the first thing I saw was the promo art. I noticed Gigi, and I was like, damn, Gundam <laughs> waifu right there. And then I saw the the character sheets. I was like, damn, Gundam Waifu right there. And then I watched the film. And I was like, damn, Gundam Waifu right there. Weba. <laughs> Gigi? Yeah, no. Jose. I'm just going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say this now. Jose didn't like her from the character sheet or the cover. So this is my this is my turf, Jose. This is my Not turf. Really. You need to back down. She got only fans, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, she I, I subscribe. She, she got a raw fans, dog by an old guy, too. totally got only fans. <laughs> but doesn't matter because uh, she's best girl. Hathaway, man, I don't know. You've got some willpower. You've got some strong willpower. Uh, but aside from just how she looks, I like her because she's very, like Garcelle said, perceptive. She knows he's Mafty out of, like, literally nowhere. <laughs> like, 
just yeah what the fuck was that like come on man and he just he submits to her he's like he's like i can't lie to this woman like she knows who i am like without i don't know how she knows but she knows and she's not bluffing that she knows she like actually knows and um yeah yeah, he doesn't like that's it's really odd i don't know how she knows um maybe it was like kenneth where he identifies kind of like the fighting like you no normal person can beat the hell out of <laughs> all those people. But well, I mean, by the end of the movie, Kenneth also seems to know that Mafty is no. Yeah, but Gigi just out of nowhere, just like, oh, I know. Um, they really have like nothing to go on, and they're just like, oh, it's, it's him. Like, what? What proof do you have? Like, what this intuition bullshit? The only thing that Gigi can probably give it up is that she had that new type link with him. So maybe she felt that he was Mafty. She felt his emotions, and that's why she's gonna say, "Yeah, this guy is is Hathaway." Is Gigi a new type too? I wouldn't be surprised if she she yeah. has cool eyes, so she's she might be she's totally a fucking new type. She's but, Lala all day. <laughs> she's hotter than Lala. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's four. She's she's four. She's hotter than four. Uh, uh, I like four. Four's not bad. I'm just saying. Uh, so. Another thing that I find interesting about her is that she uses, like, her body and her appearance to manipulate uh, weak individuals like Kenneth. Because, like, he's all over... He's all over... Yeah, he's all over her, and she's just, like, playing, like, I don't don't like you, but maybe I like you. Maybe you have a chance. If I want you to think you have a chance, then then you might have a chance, but when you don't, don't... when I don't want you around, I'm gone. Like, I'm out of here. Also, the style uh, of her and of the whole show, I, I think, is great. Like, all the, clo- like the, the clothes they put her in is cool. I like all of her designs. But there is a one design where she's wearing a hat and a white outfit. And it looks an awful, awful lot like uh, one of our previous favorite ca- heroines, um, Kiel slash Diana. Which I appreciated. Thank you. Turn A. Turn A, by the way. Yeah, I got that. I got that, yeah. Um, the moon goddesses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she is a goddess. Gigi's a goddess. <laughs> that was a hard sipping. Jesus Christ. But. The goddess of moon balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like how. Fire and love. I, I like how feisty. I, I like how feisty she is. And it's like. But then also, she like. That facade drops especially like when their hotel got attacked like she was pretty courageous or like like standing up when their people are shooting yeah. guns and just you know trying to like very bold and then once something real happens well that was that was real on the ship but she, i think she felt safer because she wasn't a person of interest to the organization right. and if she didn't say anything they weren't going to do anything but when the hotel gets attacked and they're like in more danger than before, like building is falling, like this indiscriminate carnage going on. She's like breaks down. She cries. She's just has like a meltdown and, the, and that facade drops. And I like that about her character that like, you know, she, there's, they wrote her as someone who's, you know, bold and courageous, but also there's a limit to that. And that limit was reached. And I, I really did like that about her character. But I love it when that shit happens. Yeah. And then, like, when, when strong people would, like, lose their shit, like, oh, you ain't shit, right? I love when that happens. Yeah. Because at first, when the hotel's getting attacked, she's still putting on that facade, like, the, right. the bolt. And then when it actually starts collapsing, she's, like, freaking out. Like, um, like, I know this was a little part, but when her purse catches on fire and she's, like, reaching for it, just, it's, like, it's it was so human to me. Like, something, like, you're just so panicked and paranoid that you're... 
you're grabbing at something that really in the, in the grand scheme of things isn't important but like you're yeah. just you're just trying to make it you know like trying to like process everything trying to and, hold on to that one piece of safety yeah and i i really did like that so gg two thumbs up for me and uh that's all i'll say about her for now uh, just real quick when the whole when the buildings were getting destroyed i kind of thought like maybe it was going to turn out that uh she was like the victim of you know her house getting destroyed or her town something like that and i i'm i'm may we may still see that but uh, hey yours makes a lot more sense oh wait, i have one more thing to say uh Whoever directed this, thank you for the fan service. Uh, me and Jose high-fived multiple times. Now. Yes. <laughs> um, no, okay. They, they did. They did. For real, they did. Fan service, okay. bruh. Four values. Dale. Yeah. This was up. This was up. This was up. No, it was cool. It was cool. All right, Jose, go ahead. Uh, quick question. Typical. Uh, did you like her a lot, or how how did you feel of over her overall? I liked her. I liked her a lot. I thought she was dope. Um, she I didn't find her annoying. That I enjoyed because I was she was giving like in the beginning she was giving me mad quest pariah vibe, and I was really worried about that. And it seems to always be like annoying chicks in Gundam, so it's like like annoying like like tag along. And I was hoping she wasn't gonna be like a tag along, but she like held her own. She was pretty cool, and she was very adult. Even though they say that she's like nineteen. She, they say that she's not even 20 she is 19 so, yeah so i'm like all right cool um which i mean like it, it's i like what she is i like how smart she is i like that there's possibilities for some new type or cyber new type enhancements there um and yeah like and she's playing motherfuckers she wants hathaway but uh kenneth slayer law is still doing his thing and she's entertaining it whatever she's she's smart she's you know like mark says using her body to get what she wants and then whatever um and she was cool she was cool she was dope she was beautiful um yeah she was cool the, the eyes were dope the eyes were dope her eyes, her eyes were amazing honestly yeah it was dope. i like the the orange and the blue yeah it's quite a colorful mix but yeah oh well um let's see i don't i'm not gonna simp as hard as mark um but i i am not i will not lie um she is definitely easy on the eyes uh she's a very lovely character very lovely design actually like that that uh the last outfit that she wore and how i felt i don't know if it was intentional but like mark was saying it felt like a kind of like a reference to you know Queen Diana Soriel slash Kihel. I forget her last name, but still. Hi. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was um is a little nice little nod and just in general I I liked the style that her character had. Like even like uh she had like the short short they're not the short uh sorry. The the tight <laughs> pants that are like um they look very casual. They look like something any any uh any chick in the modern day would probably wear. And it, it somehow felt kind of relatable in terms of like reflecting off the real world because like i feel like a lot of times in gundam we kind of see um fairly unique clothing like you don't see like people running around with jeans and stuff and you know kind of reflective of our actual real world society like everybody's wearing like like um like baggy Those pants was hella 80s. And oh yeah Those so. was hella 80s bro <laughs> they had yeah. like leg so, warmers and shit i remember that's true 
that's true. But yeah, no, I, I really dug the style that they gave her. I really like in terms of just uh, aesthetic appeal. I thought her character was definitely a 10 out of 10. Fantastic. Very beautiful character. Um, something funny that just like came to mind right when we heard her name. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's that's my friend's name. <laughs> um that's that's my friend's name Gigi and it was like like oh gosh she's been immortalized now into the to the realm of Gundam uh you know we've had Rio Rio Jose and we died off early <laughs> in MSG but so far she's lived and that's pretty neat uh shameless plug if you like Zelda stuff then go follow her Zelda Diaries over on Instagram but oh. she's awesome anyway um back to the actual character um I liked how playful she was. Pretty much everything that Mark said, I really enjoyed that about her character. I liked how fun she was. I liked um, how how intuitive she was with a lot of situations. Like you know how you guys brought up like the the beginning where she's like not losing her shit. Like that that felt pretty badass to me, and I enjoyed that. I felt like her character had a lot of confidence, and personally, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, Something that was kind of funny, though, that I noticed was that uh, had happened um, whenever when the shit's going down and the hotel's burning down and everything's pretty much just going up in flames around them. Uh, she's like panicking hard. She's breaking. She's kind of breaking down, like you guys are mentioning. But like right when she gets on the ship, like where it's safe, she's like super uppity, cheery, peachy again. It's <laughs> it's literally like a nine day type of thing. And it, it kind of made it. I don't know. It it was funny to me. It it didn't seem very realistic, but <laughs> um, yeah, it gave me a laugh. And I, I don't know whether to say that's like kind of a Condor character because it just seems really fickle. But at the same time, I don't even know whether to say that maybe she's just acting because apparently she just like acts for every situation that she's in. Um, you know, she whether she's playing Slag whatever or she's playing that old guy and, you know, playing daddy with him or whatever or uh you know i don't know she just uses she just like switches from one thing to another and adapts to every situation in order to kind of get what she wants and manipulate things around her so i thought there was like i felt a little bit remedied in terms of my initial that's weird feeling for that so that's kind of nice to have. But overall, I thought her character was really cool, really hot. Um, and and like Mark was saying, I didn't I was not initially just completely swayed by her character design. Like when I saw her, I just kind of like, eh, you know, she looks all right. But w what really won me over was her personality and the fan service. <laughs> so <laughs> shameless. <laughs> shameless. <laughs> core values dele, dele. yeah but yeah no yeah she, you got that shit bouncing all over the place and you got her clothes what? moving around not nah, i'm talking about her clothes not the <laughs> other stuff sure, man. Sure thing, buddy. god i should have clarified that anyway <laughs> Ow! Uh, no it was just it was just tons of fun I'm i like her character I'm I'm uh I'm curious to see where she will be taken next because I feel like in this in this movie um I feel like she served somewhat of an anchor in terms of like purpose like yeah she's the character that's going to getting like you know uh how how did Tipico say that she was like a, there for the ride I guess or what was it that you said dude tag along getting tag along. 
Yeah, the tag along. Yeah, like um, I felt like she was kind of the tag along, but at the same time, she kind of just felt like she had some other things going on in her head. Like she had other priorities and stuff. So I'm curious to see what will happen with her. Um, I totally I feel what you. Yeah, <laughs> the I want to meet him. Yeah, I want. I want to meet him. I want to. He better be the sequel. Like he better be like at the dock. Like oh, Gigi, I was worried about you. Oh, wait a look. <laughs> Damn, I think that just hurt us though. But hey, <laughs> I wonder but, if he's dead um, and she's just using his money. No, he's still alive because busy. They like made that clear. Yeah, they was like, oh, you're married. I was like, oh, or something like that. Or no, she's a mystery. with somebody. No, she's not. Yeah, no, she, I don't think they're married. I think you just they're in a relationship. Uh, yeah, in a, in a romantic or, or intimate relationship. She said some shit like that. Yeah, she, yeah. she knows him intimately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yo, as long props, as- props to Kenneth for not fucking uh batting an eye on that shit. Because I would be like, come on, the dude is eighty. No, he does. <laughs> he, he just straight up. Oh, isn't, isn't he eighty or something? Yeah, and then she's like, and then she's like, yeah, and he's like, okay, that's cool with me. I'm I'm like really? For <laughs> real? I would have been like, I would have Scooby Doo that shit. Like, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, you know, she's still young, so. But um, yeah. So we'll see how she grows. I totally understand what you mean by she seemed kind of quest-ish at the at, like at the beginning. I'm I'm actually really glad you said that. Because I didn't want to say that and then have Mark tripping out on me like, what? You know, like Dude. there's Mark, there's some Mark does that that. quest was freaking yeah. horrible. I don't think no, no, no. like, yeah, okay. I'm not. Well, we're not getting well, well I just want to clarify. Yeah, before you, yeah I just oh, want by to the clarify way, uh, to all the viewers before Jose says anymore. I just want to let the viewers know that if they go back to Char's counterattack, our episode on that, Jose said that oh, this wasn't that bad. Yeah. So At first, <laughs> that's true. You did say that. And I, remember, I, I, I did say she gets bad at the halfway point from that movie, and she sucks onward. So I said she wasn't that bad for the first half. She but sucks the whole time. The second time I watching, think she's yeah, no, the, the second. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The second time watching, as soon as she opens her fucking mouth, yo, yeah. As soon as she opens her mouth, I was like, yo, mata meta kill this fucking girl. I'm done. Get her in yeah. the alpha fast as hell and get and do away with it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, but I see what you mean. She feels like uh, a Tomino girl. But the thing that I feel like, I mean, I'm talking about Gigi. She feels like a Tomino girl. Like, she is kind of in your face. She's kind of, you know, scheming, it seems like. Um, She's kind of extreme in some ways, whether it's, like, playing people or being, you know, mischievous, being very cruel in some way. Like, basically, like, the whole thing what she said herself. Like, you know, I'm not so perfect, what she told uh, the slag dude. Um, she's got like the aspects of a Tomino girl, but what I think that, um, what basically makes her look better in this movie and what just how she comes off to us and why she's not like horrible, like a character like Quest and the many others that we can probably name, um, is that I think that they did a better job when it comes to like the writing and how they convey like the character, whether it's the writing, whether it's the person that's like acting for it i guess mostly the credit goes to the writing because it really depends on what they say it really it also depends on like how they come across and she does not really come across like as annoying she has the aspects she's just like if she were louder and she were like more abrasive in terms of like the ways that a character like quest came across then yeah. she would 
be like that but she doesn't she she's directed in a way that is respectable even though she has like a lot of you know core aspects of a tomino girl and i think that that's really neat in the way that they essentially mid you know uh what is it uh mid minimize that that effect um so i'm happy with that i'm happy with her character um and kind of i'm looking forward to whatever happens she's hot yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so normally we would do a, a Gundam corner. Mark would go into detail about these Gundams and stuff like that. However, to avoid any spoilers for ourselves, uh, we're just going to talk about them. So, what do you guys think about these giant monstrosities of Gundams? Is now, it Penelope I, a Gundam? Yes, it is the Odysseus Gundam. However, the Penelope is like an add-on, which makes it even bulkier. Oh, so it's the Odysseus Gundam inside, and the Penelope makes it the mobile armor version. Yeah, think like Odysseus Gundam full armor. Ah, oh, because I got the Penelope fucking kit, and it doesn't say Gundam on it. And I was like, this motherfucker, is, is this another double O quant? <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. So the Odysseus part, the Odysseus Gundam is the main Gundam part. The Penelope, which I don't, I don't really get why it just gets named Penelope, but it, it's just like an add-on, add-on to it. It's gotta be some Greek shit, like some Greek mythology shit going there with the <laughs> Penelope thing. I don't know. I, I don't really know too much about Greek mythology. I mean, also, first, I don't, I don't believe we even see the Odysseus Gundam in, in this part. You see the face, kind of. You see the face. <laughs> you see the face. So you bought the Penelope. So that mean, does that mean you like it? I do. I love the Penelope. I, I've loved the Pelonomy since I was in middle school. Like, this is a fucking dope suit, bro. I always thought it was a dragon. I didn't know it was a fucking swan. But it's a swan? It's a swan. Oh, well. You know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, chicken. Swan. Wait, Everyone says it's a chicken, yeah. But it's a swan. No, <laughs> so I, I kind of would have thought it'd be like a phoenix or something like that. But I also I never, it was made, I never made like the Greek Greek mythology connection either. Yeah, it's like a whole, it's a whole story. I think that's where the Penelope comes from as well. It's a whole story with Greek mythology. I don't know what the story is, but. Oh, uh, the Odyssey. You, the Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, there's a swan in that shit. I don't know. I, I read the spark notes, man. I don't even write a paper on that. I, I took mythology class and I don't even know. Uh, I didn't write a paper on that shit, man. I fucking coasted through college <laughs> and high school. Uh, I will be fair though. I do think the Penelope looks better than the, 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 the what's it how do we what's the pronunciation again? Kasai. The Kasai. Kasai Gundam, yeah. With the Kasai the Gundam. Kasai. Kasai. I, I think the head looks a little bit weird. It just has mon giant monster claws. It it looks like it also should be like some type of full armor Gundam, but it is that, that's it. That looks weird. And I still don't know how we go from these two Gundams to the F-90 and the F-91. I told you in my Gundam corner that they tried to miniaturize them Listen, Mark, to become more cost-effective. Gosh, yeah. Russell. So, uh, no, That's a lot of fucking... Yo, those, these suits are big. The Messer is huge, too. The Messer, the Penelope, <laughs> and the Kasai are giant motherfuckers man they gotta like yo we wasted too much budget too much money on gundarium too much yeah cut it back um See? that's what happened but um what's it called I think i'm just surprised they let anaheim electronics go ham on these guys i don't know what's up with anaheim yo anaheim out here dealing arms to everybody and nobody's checking them they're just like building they selling to everybody there's gotta be something going on they get they don't get fined by the federation or whatever they didn't sign the exclusive contract yeah he's trying to make that bread <laughs> I don't. Uh, I think they're big, too big, both of them. I don't. I don't think I like either of them in in appearance. Great. Aren't the high grades like almost as the size of master grades? They chunky, yo. Yeah, they're the size of master <laughs> grades. 
they're fucking huge. And but and if you wanted to know which one I liked more, um, it depends on the day of the week. There be days where I think the Kasai is dope, and then and I'm like, ah, oh, Penelope's not that great. And there's days where I'm like, yo, Penelope is beautiful, and then the Kasai is like not that great. I just realized I'm not drinking today. Holy You're God. not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I noticed that immediately. I was like, he's really calm. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> drinking today. Fuck, man. Damn it. I forgot. All right. <laughs> oh, we got sober typical today. Yeah, that's why. I was nah man. This show's not gonna be as fun as the other ones. Oh well. I'm still kinda funny. <laughs> I'm about to take a shot. I'm about to take a shot. Yeah, these things look back. like giant starfishes. I don't know. I ain't feeling their design. It's just the how bulky this shit is. It's like pointy everywhere. It's like if somebody just trips over a rock and they're around this thing, they're going to get fucking impaled. Like, goddamn. They chunky. They are yeah, they, gigantic, Jesus. They're, ch- they're hella they're chunky. They got mad missiles. They got mad missiles. They're going to fucking endure in fights. A lot of propellant in the motherfuckers. Like, it's dope. The Kasaga has giant ass sabers, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got like a Naginata thing that like the uh, the Goku had. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Always for I am tempted to buy their model kits, but I am scared to build them. <laughs> Have you seen the price tags on those? Thing. i have i don't yeah, care like, you need the dual cool. you need the the two-piece set with the effect parts yes yeah, 188 get that shit it's hard <laughs> to oh find god it's hard to find i'll check hobby link japan dollar actually about to do that <laughs> go for it <laughs> what do you guys think about the messers the the upgraded gear that's what i thought they looked like yeah yeah we, we, kept, we kept calling them gear throughout every time we saw them 100 percent gear yo they're 100 percent. i like them i like the gear better though i think the messers a little bit too kind of bulky and like i feel like the legs are too bulky i, I like yeah. my my suits a little bit contrary to what i just said i like my suits a little bit on the slimmer side unless they're like giant tanks like you either go full tankage or you're on this on the slimmer side yeah i think it's a little weird they looked a little weird but i also want to point out that um they were all cgi all of them yeah i think so so that's new usually one thing the, I, yeah go for it oh, i was just gonna say usually there there's at least some hand-drawn segments and with some cgis during the fights but this was all cgi which i didn't have there a were even with. some moments where the characters were CGI. The one more obvious was when that fake Mafty dude was walking uh, down the aisle of the plane. He also pointed okay, out the one on the ship. Yeah. What? He also pointed out the one when it were where what's his face uh freaking uh hathaway is like walking on the side of like the sh- the boat that they're on oh yeah yeah, yeah. Right, right at the end when ha- no i think that's rotoscoped actually uh mm. interesting yeah near the end when uh hathaway is walking uh outside of his base he's just walking on along the beach some no scaffolding or whatever it's called uh, uh it, it, the, his movement's kind of weird it looks like he's rotoscoped like they just trace somebody walking oh that's so yeah i think you're right well that's something that was cool was like seeing like the damage that they were like causing during the mid fight in this movie uh like we've seen like bullet shells and shit like fall on people before and pieces of debris and whatnot but this one had like the freaking beams were like melting things and all like all over the place and it was just like oh we haven't seen that before so far at least so they were like causing mad damage i I appreciated how they made them feel like really giant mobile suits in their movements like they were really sluggish compared to other yeah like other other series like if you compare it to like seed where everything is just 
you know, zipping around and, and double lows the same way. Like these guys, like once they hit the ground and they were moving, they were moving really, really slow, um, which I like. It gives you the the real robot effect. Um, like when the Jagan was walking around too with the guy in its crotch with the with the Gatling gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that that thing was moving pretty slow. Um, like you could feel how heavy it is. You could feel the weight. You could feel the force of gravity. Um, and I enjoyed that. You didn't really, the only time you didn't feel that was when the the Kasai and the and the Penelope were going duking it out. Um, but besides that, like I really liked the the fights where where the uh, the messers were fighting those those fat virtue Gundam. Yeah, it felt like a kaiju movie where they're just like wrecking shit and this like there's weight to them. It felt like Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was all my questions. Uh, more or less. Oh, the music. Hold up. Fuck the the music, dude. Guys, what do you guys think about the music? Cause uh, I love I'm Tracer. Uh, oh damn! Now you're breaking my heart. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> In terms of the soundtrack for the for the main movie, I, I thought it was fine. I liked it. The, it was the vocal songs that really got to me, though, especially Tracer. That song that plays like right as uh, the Mafty dudes are flying towards to attack the buildings. That song was fucking dope. I love it. I have it on my phone now. Speaking of that shit, I'm so pissed we didn't see that good plant again. We only saw it once in the beginning, and I love the good plant. So I'm pissed off about that shit. The good plant? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about? The good plant. Yeah. Probably not pronounced the good plant. The the mobile suit that drops them onto the airship. Oh yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Oh, the shit that Camille's sister pilots. His fake sister, whatever. <laughs> Rosamia? Yeah, Rosamia, there it is. I forgot those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good plant, bro. That shit is dope. I didn't even notice it. Yo, that thing is amazing. And then it's like, you see see it come in, drop off the capsule, and then leave. And then we never see the good plant again. I'm like, yo, bring that motherfucker back, son. He stole the show from me. I love the good plant. Again, say it. (laughs) Well, I can't speak on that. But I can speak on the music. And I want to point out that the music was done by Hiroyuki Sawano again which is the same person who did the music for Unicorn and Narrative. And I have to say that I love the Unicorn soundtrack. It's one of my favorites. And there's uh, yeah, quite a... There, there's quite a few bangers on the Narrative soundtrack as well. Specifically Cage. The song Cage. Um, but I feel like nothing in this in this movie really compares to the songs like um, The Unicorn and RxO. The song during the first mobile suit fight was pretty okay, in my opinion. I thought it was good. I thought it had uh, it set the mood, but the the hmm, I can't the English wasn't the greatest. And it's literally a native English speaker singing. I know, but I I wish they would have done it in Japanese. Honestly, I feel like it would have it might have made the songs resonate with me a little bit more because we. <laughs> not, not weeb. I just uh, like it's just weird. Like no, and there are songs that can pull it off. Like um, song this the intro song from Mobius. Oh, double eighty three's intro during the first episode. Oh uh, yeah, the winner. It's it's the English version of the winner. Um, yeah, can't remember it off the top of my head what it's called, but that song is amazing, and it's sung by a Japanese speaker who doing and uh, singing in English, and I love it. And yeah, Cage from Narrative. Is also done by a Japanese singer speaking in English. I love it. This song was just like, I just didn't like it. Uh, the one from Hathaway, I just didn't like it. 
but not to say it's bad but it's just like i've seen his other work and i enjoy it like immensely so this is just like mid but you know mid's not bad it's just mid yeah i'm with mark on this i was like i don't really remember anything yeah there's no memorable songs like when i when i i I will say trace was the only song that i do remember remember. Uh, when i when i hear the unicorn music like something clicks like i'm just like okay it's getting hype this is cool i i mean it's like it really really sets the tone and it like you know what's coming for just from the song yeah. and it's just like nothing like that happened in this movie some drums some drums yeah yeah and just like the build up the slow build to like the epic you know big climactic sound it's just, it just just wasn't here i mean i do like i don't know what song it was but there's one with that a slow piano it's in the trailer the original trailer is that, i don't know if that's cage i don't know which one is which um i, I like i like that one a little bit but yeah like nothing really like stuck with me i wasn't humming anything after the movie was over no there's no there's no just communication in this one yeah this is there's not a song that i'd put on my playlist uh and i went through the soundtrack yeah. on spotify just so, you know <laughs> double check typical i see how you feel i saw how you felt ah right? there you go there you go uh-huh the pain. Pain. The pain. let that shit sit <laughs> let that shit sit uh but yeah i mean i went through the soundtrack on spotify just to you know make sure that i was paying attention to the music and not just the the animation and you know the story and yeah still nothing nothing too great in my opinion um jose what'd you think of the music um unfortunately there weren't anything like standout tracks like you had mentioned i i agree with you guys there's nothing that i would probably put on my playlist i think in terms of like just the music i guess in this in the like during the context of the movie i think it was fine i think it did its job adequately in, in terms of like just supporting the scenes but that's pretty much the minimum of what it did and what it got across is just support those scenes and pretty much once those scenes ended you didn't really remember anything else like in terms of the the music so that's pretty bare minimum uh and um yeah I, i'm a little bit let down by that um but it is what it is um the songs that were kind of playing like when like they were fighting in the gundam the you know hathaway and the the kid his name lame name uh you know i i thought it was okay i didn't think it was particularly hype i didn't think it was particularly bad it was just kind of like you were saying mid uh yeah i pretty much generally just kind of agree on all fronts so I'm um, looking forward to other series because I know that like um, I know that this you know this composer definitely had delivers great music because you know frame a reference you know Hiroyuki Sawano as you know very well and famously known for you know other series like Attack on Titan and like you were saying the unicorn music and I, I haven't even watched unicorn all the way through or I guess just even from the little beginning uh that I did watch a lot of it is super memorable like the we'll get to it when we get to it but it, it's just a lot more memorable it's it helped the scenes it elevated the scenes uh for a lot of those other series and i feel like that was kind of just lacking in this movie which is a little bit of a letdown considering that this is like just a straight up feature film it's like that one time that you want to put like everything that you've got into it but it, it it's like a whimper <laughs> or you know it just barely makes it across the finish line and it's just like oh you know the job's over and we did what we needed to do let's go home but we'll see if he returns for the other movies 
Um, I'm hopeful, but this is, yeah, uh, just a you know, little tiny bit of a letdown considering the quality that we've heard from, you know, a composer of this caliber before. But yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. And I'm gonna go and cry with tracers playing in the background. <laughs> Fucking hate you guys. But but uh, but again. Like, yeah, Trace was the only song that really stuck with me. Like, I, I cannot remember any other song. But, either or, uh, any, any last, any last impressions? GG's ah, hot. It's a Gundam Wing song. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I actually... I appreciated the the violence and the gore like not like I'm a yeah. oh I need it I have to have it it make or break but it's appreciated when it's used in a way that makes sense like Albany mm-hmm. scene was wild yeah like th- it was it set it set a mood it was like the if it wasn't there it would feel less less like urgent and dire but because there was violence there it actually enhanced the, the whole sequence and i felt like oh crap who's who's going to get taken out like what's going to happen it's actually like urgent now it, and uh, things were actually happening but because we've seen in multiple other gundam series like stuff like this doesn't happen they, people just like they they shoot the arm off of a, a mobile suit or they shoot the the a leg and the head and then leave it there like floating like that guy is dead he's not escaping they just like pretty much suffocate him but they don't want to show it so yeah. it, it's just it, it's nice to to see the the dire situation actually like there in your face like people's heads are getting blown off pretty much and they're just freaking filled this guy made him like swiss cheese in front of his wife and then made his wife you know an extra serving so (laughs) yeah the only time the only other time we saw some shit like that was in 0080 war in the park when the uh cyclops team was just taking dudes out and garcia was just having two uzis just taking everybody out fucking saying maldito all the way to the death that was yeah that's like the only time where you see some wild gore but yeah, Gundam is for the most part very like tame. Like you see floating bodies, but besides that, you don't really see like people getting, you know, meat and Swiss cheese and getting bucked at. So I appreciate yeah. that. And I understand that the series uh, are made for TV and that might have, that probably and most definitely affects what can be shown. But, you know, I'm glad that the movie didn't really hold back from that word. Yeah, I think it struck a pretty good balance when that when it came to that because it wasn't like anything over you know over the top and gory, and it was even kind of tasteful when when those things were happening because it would kind of like uh you know shift the camera to another perspective so that it's not just being like oh it's it's like a freaking gore fest it's like oh this is fucking black lagoon no this is not black lagoon this is gundam and we're still trying to focus on you know the 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 huge implications of the story and all that kind of stuff and it's not just like a fucking gore fest so but it was it was all done tastefully and i appreciated it it was cool it was fun to watch i i saw mark got hyped right when it happened he's like oh but it was cool i was hyped too yeah, this is cool. It's just it's some cool shit, though. <laughs> I was down for it. Uh, so. uh, I'd also like to point out that I think all of us watched it in English. I know we did, us, uh, the three Zakutaku mains. Um, and I'm pretty sure Tipico did, since he's vocalized his disdain for subtitles. Yes. <laughs> I will be I will be rewatching it in Spanish, though. In Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I let's go. I was planning on doing that, too. Same. Uh, yeah, man. I'm definitely watching it in Spanish. Uh, but I wanted to point out that I thought the performances were very, very good. I didn't have a problem with pretty much any voices. There was no cans in this uh 
in this dub, Damn. which is <laughs> which is nice. Um, Wait, has, really, has the cast been really announced good. yet? I have no idea. I, I I will say that it did not mesh with them at first, but like after a few minutes, I was like, yeah, these guys are good. Yeah, they're amazing. I think they're all good. It, 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 Gundam dubs have gotten so much better, and then worse, and then better. <laughs> Build fighters. Um, okay, that. Yeah okay uh but yeah um other than that those are uh, my points that i wanted to bring up uh, you guys want to bring up anything before um i really enjoyed the film i think the film was fucking dope uh definitely up there in the top five best gundam movies of all time um you know it, it goes toe-to-toe with the thunderbolt movies it goes you know i think it's a little bit better than shards counterattack and it's just short of endless waltz so yeah just short of endless waltz but i really i really really enjoyed it um definitely fucking check it out check it out in your language of choice because that shit is in it's eight dubbed languages portuguese english japanese a bunch of other ones it's got 22 subs so it's like really heavily um readily available to everybody which is fucking amazing to see because you know gundam's really been very japanese centric and they don't really do international shit so the fact that they're make more of a conscious effort to appeal to the worldwide audience is fantastic and i really hope that band bandai and sunrise continue this um and making it available to the rest of us because we love gundam we want to see more of it it's an amazing franchise this was an amazing movie i can't wait to the next the next two sequels for it and uh yeah hopefully one day we'll get crossbone that's what's up yeah keep giving it to netflix uh, apparently they don't have to handle this kind of th- the movies okay. at least mm-hmm. yeah when i saw yeah, that like- intro it was like an, a netflix anime or some shit i was like what <laughs> yeah i was like no it's not <laughs> i like to take credit i mean i guess they, the i guess they dubbed the the hell out of it and subbed the hell out of it so maybe you know the credit there's some credit there yeah yeah they did sure. the international stuff i'm assuming <laughs> yeah and take um oh yeah i i just wanted yeah like uh tipico said that it was you know top five i i would i would agree with that so far i mean it's one of the it's one of the better you know anime films i've seen um not just gundam and i <laughs> stars counterattack you know you know how we feel about it not not the greatest uh in our eyes yeah. uh, <laughs> Not you too no it's but, a classic it's a classic yeah so is uh you know Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving, but we're not holding that up uh, <laughs> against some. Uh... <laughs> Did you speak for yourself? Excuse me. Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas is like a masterpiece. It's a classic masterpiece, isn't it? You fucking watch it every year. Oh yeah, man, it's dope. Uh, you know, but it doesn't have and to. All the, you know, all the claymation Christmas movies too. Oh, those are sick. See? <laughs> uh, Pete Miser, you know, that's my guy. Fuck yeah, you're out the Santa Claus. It's my yeah. movie right there. Um, but you know, I was actually looking for those puppets, like to see how much, like how much would they, how much do they cost? Like Dude. if I, if I wanted one, Dude. <laughs> That's crazy. I actually have the movie on DVD year without a Santa Claus. Yeah. We have it on DVD and Blu-ray and <laughs> probably VHS, Web. but I had it on VHS, but fucking when we moved, it got destroyed. Rip. Blu-ray. Uh, but yeah, yeah I like about that. uh, Shards Counterattack. You know, I didn't really like it. Uh, I thought it was messy, but this movie's clean and I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. You know, I don't really like to. Re- I'm not a person who sits there and rewatches things. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch Friends once, let alone like 19 times, like some people I know. Um, well, I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> but I've seen Friends a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, I'd rewatch this film, you know, a couple months, you know, down the road. Uh, and you know, it's got a lot of stuff. It's got a lot to, it's got a lot to view. Um, it's got Gigi. <laughs> oh. Uh, and I really, I my did. Man, I, my man was waiting I, for you to leave, son. I <laughs> No, yeah, the booty. That's great. But yeah, rewatch all the Gundams on Netflix. (laughs) What? Yes, I gotta mention, like, uh, freaking Tipico just said I was waiting for them to leave. I was not, (laughs) but I was trying to take screenshots on Netflix, and it won't allow you to send uh, to like make memes out of, and it won't let you do that. Yeah, sure, <laughs> well, Garcil Garcil himself did us all uh, a favor and somehow yeah, got sure, access sure, sure, to shut him. Up, shut up, shut up, shut up. So he was also looking as well. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he even threw in he even threw his own spice because there's a there's a darker skinned woman, all right, shut up. a mechanic, and he included the screenshot of her even though we did not ask for it. The redhead was dope. I remember the mechanic, but the redhead was dope, dude. Is the redhead the one from OHMS? That her? She come back? No, that's not her. No, that's dude. not her. That's way too old. That's not, that's not Karen. No. That's, yeah. Yeah, she would be mad like, at that point. Yeah. That's what yeah. like thirty. 30- 36 she, years? Or my, wait, I know. Oh, it reminds me of her, though. That's yeah. hella long, isn't it? I know. It is. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't being serious, but it, it she reminds me of her a little bit. Anyway, this 25. movie is the top Gundam movie that I've seen. Uh, number one, easy. Absolutely poops on Shard's counterattack. Uh, definitely takes a fat well. dump all over F91. I don't care if, it's, if people can say that it's supposed to be a series, or, but it's a, it's a movie. I don't fucking care. And as a movie, that movie can suck my ain't. No, that's disgusting. It just sucks. It's just it's just trash. But yes, um, it's disgusting now. <laughs> well. You know, I have a conscience. Anyway, um, yeah, top, top, Here's number us. one that I've seen. Well, that's not saying. What much, about? So but what about Endless Waltz? Oh, uh, that's a movie. I forgot. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. <laughs> Gundam <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'll tell you what. Uh, one reason why it is not a masterpiece to me. That's because the Wufei's Gundam of Gundam it. movies. I swear, Gundam God, if, you up, if you bring up the hero Wufei fight again. <laughs> Great fight. Uh, exists. Take us home, Mark. <laughs> All right. And with that, concludes our episode on the recently debuted Gundam Hathaway film. And uh, I'm really happy that we were able to view this. I'm really happy that we had Gundam Tipico on, uh, giving his opinion on something that he initially, I, I feel like, had some doubts about. But, oh, yeah. But it seems like. He even came around to the same consensus that we had that this was a great movie. And if you haven't checked it out, you should. It's on Netflix. It's easily accessible. It's probably in your language in some way, shape, or form. Uh, go watch it because I don't know how they acquire things, but I'd like to see more of this in the future. I'd like them to add more Gundam to Netflix. It'd be great if they yeah. did because some of these series are almost completely inaccessible. So, you know, if they can get the, if they can acquire those and allow, everyone to to view them i feel like it'd be you know very beneficial to the community and to those who can't access certain films and series let me stream and, gundam x yeah three gundam yeah. on netflix don't yeah, put and, that and trash be on cool <laughs> yeah 
yeah, yeah. Also, y'all be cool. Also, because don't we don't need that. Oh, we it's only it's in Japanese. That's all we need. Subtitles. No, no. Come on, be a little sympathetic to the people that like English dubs or that like the whatever dub that they like to listen to. You know, their their customary language that they're most accustomed to, or you know, just, just let them enjoy this shit. Like, don't don't just be. Uh, subtitles is good enough. No, 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 no. Sharing is yeah. sharing is caring. I rewatched the love. Yeah, man. Yeah, I rewatched the fucking original three Gundam movies on Netflix. Yo, you know me telling how to rewind that shit. Like, I would like get caught up into something. I get a message on my phone, and then twelve minutes have passed, and I realize that I didn't hear. I don't understand what that twelve minutes was. I go all the way back. A two-hour movie turns into four hours. I ain't with that. Yeah. Oh, People have things to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I do love how they included this on Netflix, and I like how quickly it was included on Netflix. Like less than a month, it was on there. Twenty days. Yeah, twenty days. Uh, I was sick. Yeah. So, um, I think we all came to the consensus that it's it's definitely worth your time. It's only 90, 96 minutes, um, including, you know, credits and everything. Opening logo. So, uh, go give it a watch. And once you're done, we'd love to hear your thoughts over on our Instagram, at Zakutagu. And also, go ahead and check out Gundam Tipico on Instagram. Yeah, check me out, guys, at Gundam Tipico on Instagram and also on TikTok. We on TikTok, papi, ya tu sabes. Um, and also, if you guys are looking to buy model kits, if you guys want to get the, the what is it called? The, the Xerxes Gundam? <laughs> Kasai? <laughs> the Kasai. There it is. If you want to get the Kasai, um, the Master Grade Kasai, you can get that shit at builttoscaleonline.com. If you use it's the- a Master Grade? It's a Master Grade. No, it's a High Grade. Fuck! <laughs> It's a high grade, my bad, my bad. If you want to get the high grade Kasai, sorry, high grade Kasai, you can get yours at builttoscaleonline.com. And if you use this, the code Scallywags10, you get to save 10% off at this at checkout. So that code again is Scallywags10 to save 10% off your order at builttoscaleonline.com. They sponsored me, but not the Scallywag, not the uh, Akutaku guys. Yo, you guys need a sponsor, guys. Come on, let's work on that. Uh, and if you want to get your hands on a master grade oh we're doing that wing already? yeah we're doing this now because oh, okay if you want to get your hands on a master grade wing zero custom endless waltz verka all you gotta do is head on over to the zakutaku instagram give it a follow head on over to the gundam tipico instagram and follow oh. that too and comment on our original post tagging two of your friends because we're giving one away you know we acquired this and you know i talk so much trash about this so i just looked this thing and you know i was gonna throw it away it's so it's so garbage you know well who would want a kit that falls apart you know what if they put it in the in the buster pose and it just it just falls apart and dies what if they have it next to wufei's kit the ultron and wufei's kit just kills it and it falls over you know <laughs> what if that happened who would want that so i was about to throw this away but yeah and jose was backing me up he's like yeah yeah just toss it in the trash right now let me stomp on it first but you know garcil the voice of reason decided that we should give it away you know Maybe someone likes it out there. Maybe maybe there's a Gundam Tipico out there who, who you know who wants this thing. Sounds like me. So yeah, go ahead and uh, all jokes aside, this will be our first actual giveaway. Uh, we wanted yeah, to make it. Job. Yeah, we wanted to make it a a big grandiose one because um a lot of people like this kit and it's uh it's kind of expensive. But you, you like know, it too. I own it. <laughs> <laughs> Got um, you there uh but yeah so if you want this kit go ahead and give us a follow give tipico a follow because you know we wouldn't be able to do this giveaway without tipico because he helped us with his giveaway uh get the followers required to 
do our giveaway. And he also likes wing. So we had him. Oh, heavy him. arms. But... Gundam wing. Yeah. Gundam wing. Gundam wing. Best Gundam is Gundam wing. Yeah. <laughs> so, without further ado, uh, Wu Fei sucks. Don't watch oh, Victory. Oh, fuck. And we'll see ya in the next episode. Peace. Wait, what was that site called again? Built to scale online.com. Oh, Built to scale online. Built to yep. scale. Ah, it's based out of New York. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, it comes on.